Hello. Uh, this podcast is going to be a wee bit bright um, because we have Scappa here. And if I close the curtains, he, yeah, he just tries to get them open with his paws. Um, so this episode is going to be quite short. And I'm going to do a few of these episodes kind of sporadically um, about what things are, you know, and that doesn't mean that they're, this is completely the way it is. It's more of a an exploration of what that might be and how it might impact your life. I'm being quite general, but that's because the topics will be quite general. Um, this specific episode is going to be about our nervous system. And although I'm quite hesitant around sharing psychotherapy and psychological education, psychoeducation, um, there's a hesitancy there because there's so much information out there. And sometimes the more information we have doesn't necessarily connect with the ease in which things are. You know, the the information doesn't just directly make our life better. Sometimes it can make it more complicated and overwhelming and can lead to some guilt and shame because we have the information now, but maybe there's challenges and barriers to us putting that into practice. But I find it, this specific topic, so empowering to learn about your nervous system and the basics of it and how it potentially impacts your life in the present moment. And how it's impacted your life throughout your life too. So I'm kind of going to give an overview of my understanding of what the nervous system is in a kind of hopefully relatable way. Because sometimes when we learn about the body and our physiology, it can feel like a bit of a disconnected thing. Something out there. Because we can't fully see it. But also we learn about the body in its kind of compartments rather than how it all works together to help us. So we learn about the respiratory system, you know, in its separate compartment and then the, the cardiovascular system rather than thinking about especially like the nervous system it's so connected to so many different parts of our our body and it impacts us physically and mentally and energetically um and I just feel like when I discovered the nervous system and and was able to apply it to my life it's 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 hard to say but it has really transformed the way that I view my days and also has a lot of my my hopes for myself and the clients I work with and the people I connect with is how do we have more compassion for ourselves? And I think that learning about the nervous system has really expanded that for me. And I, I really feel that the people that I've explored it with, it's done the same for them. So... All that said, I think that having this information is really, really important for having more compassion for yourself, but also it it's allows us to see where other people are at within their nervous system. So I'm going to give a wee overview, but I want to start by saying that our nervous system is unique to us. Although we all have a nervous system and it, um, the way it's showing up for us and the way it interacts with us is being conditioned by our history it's been absorbing like a sponge our experiences and how we've perceived our experiences and what's happened in our life and what's also happening in the present moment for our life our nervous system is kind of receiving those signals and responding through layers of its kind of history so that'll be unique to all of us 
And so when I'm sharing about the nervous system, it's kind of, it's on a continuum, all these things, and it might show up differently for each one of us at different stages of our life. So that's a really important thing that it's, it's learning all the time. And it's, and it's also probably healing all the time too. And maybe not all the time. It's healing if we're in a healing phase in our life, if we have the opportunity and the ease and sometimes the privilege to be in a healing state, the nervous system is doing that with us, but it's not constantly happening. It ebbs and flows with us throughout the day, the weeks. Um, but it's also then saying that when we're in a challenging period in our life, it's learning then too. And it's so its main purpose the nervous system is to keep us safe and and try and reach homeostasis so balance in the body it's always trying to um get us back there but there's often challenges in our days and in our lives that maybe prevent us getting there so there's three main states i'm not going to kind of go into the the huge scientific background of the nervous system and the parasympathetic and sympathetic and and all that kind of stuff i'm more just going to think about the three main states that our nervous system kind of connects with throughout the day um, depending on what we're experiencing so we have the first state that's that kind of optimal if we want to call it because there's other learnings that the other states give us but we want to think about the most maybe positive experience our nervous system being in the state of ease sociability safety when we feel like we are fully at ease within our bodies and maybe fully at ease with what we're doing we feel calm, we feel rested, we feel relaxed. Our whole physiology is feeling that too, that we're not anxious or overwhelmed. We're feeling like there isn't any danger um, for our lives, but also micro stress that accumulates. We don't feel that. I mean, it can fluctuate and be on a big continuum. Like I mentioned, our feelings and experiences of safety can change and shift with us. But that's one state when your whole nervous system is at peace and at balance and there's things that can tip us into that space of regulation we would call that that regulated state where our bodies and our minds are feeling regulated and at ease there's activities that we can do to reach more of that inner and kind of flip our nervous system into that maybe not flip maybe move into is a better word um that I'll maybe talk a wee bit about because I think they're really interesting to think about and uh, Abby Lot Abby Rolson's book um I think it's called Reclaiming You. She talks about these five powerhouse uh, activities. I think she's saying from someone else, um, five different things that are like broad categories that can get us into a more regulated state that include like creativity and, and playfulness and exercise and feelings of awe um, and co-regulation. So I'll talk a wee bit about that at the end, but I think it's important to talk about the states before I move into that. So that's one state. And then the second state, in no particular order, is fight or flight. That that state is is talked about a lot, and it um especially in terms of anxiety, um prolonged experiences of being in this fight or flight state, and that can mean different things to different people. For for me, I imagine it to be. <clears throat> When you're in a situation where you want to leave it, your body, your whole being is is giving you signals of I want to get flight, I want to move out of this situation, whether that's in an argument or a, you're driving in the car and you're overwhelmed, something to do with the situation makes you want to leave. And this can show up a lot when we're having actually disagreements with people, we see what nervous system state we 
automatically fall into. And I think before I move on, I think it's important to say with that compassion piece that a lot of it is automatic. We might have uh, strategies to move out of these states, but actually they're they're automatic um, states that come up to keep us safe, to protect ourselves, to to naturally cope with the demands of the moment. Um, it's not maybe the state we want to go into, but it's the state that are, that maybe we've learned to be in, or or um, we just naturally enter in specific experiences or or um, yeah situations. So that fight or flight state, the fight can be lots of different things too, and these can be moments of of fight or flight, or it can be prolonged experiences. And this is sometimes, and for another podcast, but sometimes related to perfectionism, imposter syndrome, uh, the sense of perfectionism in, in the broad sense of the word where it can make us feel stuck and in a kind of state of procrastination because we don't feel like we can give everything and make things perfect, so then we don't want to do it. Or the other side of it where we're just constantly putting so much pressure on ourselves to do as much as we can. We're fighting to prove our worth, prove our productivity, just keep going, keep going, keep going. That is a kind of cr- a chronic state of of being in that place in your nervous system, that fighting state. Um, that doesn't mean you're in that for like the whole day. You can maybe fluctuate between it, but it's maybe you lean on that more than the other states. And I'm speaking from personal experience there that I have had periods of my life where I've been in that kind of more prolonged period of of fight and... and um, just noticing the impact on my body physiologically, like kind of brain fog and and tiredness and burnout and all sorts of things can rise up from that and learning about myself and learning about my body and figuring out different things that kind of bring me back to a more balanced space. Um, And it took a long time to unpack why I was even wanting to be, not wanting to be there, but automatically falling into there, um, falling into that kind of nervous system state. So that's the second state, fight or flight. And um, then the third state is disconnect and um, often related to autopilot where our bodies are overwhelmed and we kind of get stuck in this, yeah, disconnect and numbness and it potentially could be from an overwhelming experience um, or a prolonged overwhelming experience that leaves us feeling disconnected with the world. And this can be related to depressive symptoms um, where we're maybe pushing things down and then, yeah, our bodies experience the characteristics of depression and disconnect. Um, the saddest part about this nervous system state is that often when we come out of this, this kind of frozen, it's often connected with freeze. When we hear that kind of fight, flight or freeze or fawn, it's often in there, that kind of freeze state. And when we move out of this nervous system state, there's often a lot of guilt and shame associated with being in there. Although it was a natural uh, automatic response that your body was doing to protect yourself. Unfortunately, if we don't have that awareness or kindness, we can hold a lot of blame for ourselves. So it can be lots of different things that that shows up in your life as, um, for example, tuning out, tuning out of the moment, tuning out of the present moment, 
whether that's when you're listening to someone in a conversation or you are paying attention to something so it can happen maybe not to the extreme level but it can happen um as you're listening to this podcast you know you can tune in and out that's not to say you're in that disconnected state but it's also like that's just to kind of give you an example of what maybe that feels like is like it's more prolonged disconnect um and it's often when your body is in a state of fear or coping with the experience or prolonged experience and then yeah you're reaching that sense of disconnect I don't know if if that makes sense I think I would rather do one of these episodes when I'm talking to someone because it always helps me I guess collect my thoughts in a different way but I do think it is an interesting idea to do some of these episodes where it's like what is that and just kind of exploring that with other people as well as myself so back to the three states you've got feeling safe social and at ease you've got fight or flight and then you have freeze disconnect and and kind of numbing disconnecting from the present moment because potentially all of these things to keep you safe to keep your full body safe to keep your mind in homeostasis and regulate what's going on and if it's too much then maybe you disconnect but these can happen in micro uh, moments but also prolonged moments so if you're your body is responding to a specific incident with fight or freeze, but you're in that period of time for a long extended period of time. Um, that's maybe when we can explore further ways to get you more regulated and back to homeostasis. So it's to honor and acknowledge that these states exist for lots of different reasons, evolutionary speaking, to help us survive. And the common examples are when we're hunting, gathering, um, or we are uh, getting chased by an animal. We go into fight or flight when our life's at threat, at risk. Um, but also, I think it's interesting as well, that freeze, that that's a, an automatic state where we would pretend that we're not alive um, so that the animal would maybe not see us or lose interest and leave but how our nervous system evolved with us then to help us keep alive and protect us is now still similar to how how we were then our, our whole body or although we've evolved in different ways part of us are, is still in that state of but we're living in a, a modern world where there's there's dangers that are different to what they were then, but our bodies can't sometimes differentiate between those things. So exposure to stress can be internalized by the nervous system in the same way, but maybe our life isn't as as in danger potentially than it was then. That's not to say everyone's life isn't in that in that space, but in the modern world, predominantly speaking, it might not. So that's the understanding of what the nervous system is and the different states that it can can lean into depending on what we've experienced it's informed by our history so what we've been exposed to in childhood and in teenage life and as adults and it's informed by what's going on day to day and so different things can impact our nervous system and different things can dysregulate and regulate our nervous system so I'm just going to finish off by sharing the five kind of powerhouse activities regulating things in our life that we can lean on when we're in 
dysregulated states to kind of bring in more regulated senses um, and experiences. So we have exercise and this varies depending on what feels good to you. And I think that's the most important thing that I would share in this episode is it's about finding activities that feel soothing and are individual, you know, because we all have different experiences associated with different things. So forcing yourself to do something that doesn't feel good is not going to be regulating. Although there's a caveat mm-hmm. that sometimes exercise um, when you're overwhelmed or anxious can allow you to run off some of that overwhelm and it will be positive, although it might not feel good in the moment. So that's a, yeah, that's a hard thing to fully give suggestion on, but it's about, yeah, finding different exercises that feel good, whether that's yoga or walking or whatever feels good. So that's one pairs. Then you've got co-regulation, which is my favorite one. Um, co-regulating in its, its most simplest terms is being with something, a being a human, uh, a human, a human, an animal, anything in your life, anyone in your life, um, that brings peace and joy. But it's about our nervous system tuning into someone else's nervous system. And if they're in a calm, safe, at ease space, then physiologically we connect with that and we begin to feel that. So it's almost like yeah, using or buffering onto and connecting with their nervous system state. And so that's often why sometimes when we are attuned to someone and they're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, we can experience that too. And so the the in the animals too, animals will give us that that calm, connected, safe uh, experience that then impacts our nervous system and can be regulating. And so a couple more, play, play, introducing play into your life and freedom and movement, um, art, creativity, things that bring you back to more freeing, less judgmental spaces in your brain um, can be regulating. Uh, nature, being in nature in all senses of the word, whether that's green space or watching the sea, being in a forest. Um, there's so many physiological aspects of that too, that your your eyes shift and change, mm-hmm. you know, your your pupils change. Your, the whole experience of being in nature shifts our physiology, especially if we feel safe and calm. That's the most important thing to highlight here that we need to be in a place where we feel calm to experience these positive effects. Um, but whatever that looks like to you, whether that's walking up a hill or being in a park or yeah, wherever those safe places are for you, being in nature can be really regulating. It might not be something we can access in the moment if we're in one of those kind of disconnected states, but we can maybe work towards accessing some of these powerhouses. Um, couple more. So all, all is found, I could, I'm going to do a, a kind of what is all episode because I find all so interesting. It's something I've actually just learned about recently Um the kind of science behind all but it's something that when I learned about it I was like yeah of course that makes sense it connects with all of the things I already knew but it just packages them in a different way similar to learning about your nervous system you're like ah these symptoms of sweaty hands or shallow breath or um yeah sore tummies or all the thing, all the symptoms if we understand about the nervous system we can kind of almost have a subheading 
to what these things kind of fit into are we in easeful state are we in a fight or flight uncomfortable anxious state are we in a disconnect state and how we kind of ebb and flow throughout the day it's learning about that for me has just been like ah that makes sense to these feelings or experiences so always the same always like a sense of wonder and awe at the world whether that's looking at the night sky or or even like I said I heard an example recently of like being by a newborn baby that kind of awe of the world, like the excitement, the yeah, just the joy in them can give us a sense of awe and perspective in the world that sometimes things feel less stressful. Just in we captured moments, people talk about creative flow and how it gives them that awe too. Um, so I think that's how I'm going to end by sharing the powerhouses. That's uh, a funny way of describing them but that some things that can really regulate our system and finding what those things are for you we'll all know certain things maybe that's trying new things that bring us those feelings um things that I've just mentioned but also we might already have a wee list of things like dancing on the spot um with your eyes closed if you're finding that difficult um Put some music on and close your eyes and dance while your feet are stuck to the ground. There's something about that that just frees the body. You know, that shaking that exists in all parts of the world for centuries that we sometimes don't allow ourselves to do anymore, connecting with the mind-body and how that, yeah, is really freeing and allows us to... It changes our state, right? Really, the nervous system is thinking about the changes of in our state, how we feel inner body inner mind and and what that experience is like is often associated and correlated with a nervous system state i hope you found this helpful i hope it's made sense um i'll probably kind of come back to it in different podcasts because the nervous system is so interesting to me and it connects with so many different things um but yeah i think in the next few episodes i'm gonna explore what and why because that is the curiosity I have um in lots of different themes you know from health and it's going to be kind of a range of uh really connected interviews with people that I have yeah just connections with and then also we episodes of these kind of deep dive explorations of things but no this is I I don't have any kind of real history with understanding the nervous system apart from studying at uni and my own lived experience so this is not to say that all these things will really quickly associate with your experience Um, I really recommend if this is kind of piqued your interest to do your own research and find out more information but also get to know your nervous system if it's not something that you've explored before and hopefully it feels more interesting and relatable to your life and Yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.